make magic. Make it happen. Like David Blaine. <laughs> That's right, and welcome back to Comics Exchange, your friendly neighborhood podcast. As always, I'm Mike D. To my left, we have the sensational Ryan Shipley. I like it. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a Spider-Man title. Yeah. I didn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> and that voice you hear there is surely the owner of Knoxville's longest running comic shop, one Mr. Bill Langford. Ah, thank you for having me here. I appreciate it. Yes, you're always welcome <laughs> in your own store. You sounded like a really old man there. <laughs> That's my old man voice. Me. <laughs> 1920-ish. <laughs> yes. And we've had a, a few guests on two times, and yet here's another, another second timer for the club, Miss Jamie Skull. Hello, and thank you for having me. Welcome back. Always in a pleasure. And here's something for the trivia heads out there. Mm-hmm. She was our first guest. Oh, that well, is that's true. true. Yep. I forgot first about guest. that. I, I, I looked today to make sure of it uh, <laughs> because we've done, is this the 31st or 32nd episode? Look it up. I'm going to guess 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> the tables are dirty. You can't tell people to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the show is second. It's the third. Because she was on the third. Because we did two episodes where we were still oh, trying to figure out well, what we didn't the show have any, was going to be. We had be. no guests. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we did the first two episodes just us. And then Jamie came out and then we did an episode by ourselves. And I think Tyler came in for our first show and tell episode. Doing toys. To answer your yep. question, this is episode 32. That's amazing. Look at you, Ryan. Beautiful that's mind. Un- <laughs> the calculations are just <laughs> in the air. And I can tell you right now, if we sound a little punch drunk tonight, this daylight savings time <laughs> so messes with me. It's weird. It does me too. It's so weird. Like when we were in here and I was wondering why Bill hadn't flipped around the sign yet, and it was only like 620. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, yeah, yeah. It's so odd. I hate it. Yeah. Ugh. And that's the crazy thing, because if you look at it, like, um, there's always ever here where a politician, like, we should abolish it. Right. And this is like where, you know, the country's as divided as it is right now. This is like one of those issues that it seems like everybody. You think that this could unite us? Yeah. I don't know anybody that likes the swapping back and forth every no, six no. or seven months. No one. What well, was it originally for? Farming? Is that farming? What it, was? it was for that, farming. That was the the story was that to give farmers extra daylight. Um, but now I'm not sure if that's actually the legit reason or yeah. if that's even a reason to keep it anymore. It's a cover story. It's definitely not anymore for farmers because they have so much technology now. I can't see a farmer needing it. No. Yeah, they got no. them fancy lights and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, they got lights now. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I it's think it could so be a, weird. Maybe it's a ploy by like the light bulb industry to keep us in the dark longer and you know, selling more flashlights, light bulbs. And I can tell legitimately, like I hate too that there is a such thing as seasonal affection disorder mm-hmm. or the or they call it sad which is the worst part of it is actually it's called sad <laughs> terrible acronym uh, terrible news. acronym how'd you guys uh halloween go uh not bad not bad we went to a friend's house uh, showed off our uh, costumes from what we do in the shadows oh i have not fun. seen any pictures of these oh, costumes so i didn't know right. if you guys actually did it absolutely we did uh, michael has all the pictures since my phone is not really a phone so what your phone <laughs> uh your phone is uh, with Aquaman right now, yeah, it's, isn't it's, it? It's at the bottom of a lake. It lives there now. Yep, oh, yep. Sleeps I've, with the fishes. I went kayaking for the first time, not expecting to flip over in a kayak because I didn't know that was a thing that happens, and uh-huh. I did do that. I was Almost re- reaching around time. to the back of the kayak <laughs> for a bottle of water, and boom. You got flipped, a lot of flipped, water. Flipped right over. Sure. Phone slipped right out of my pocket to the bottom of the lake. So, If you want to do rafting next summer, let me know. I do like rafting. Uh, one of my friends, uh, Josh Branch, uh, his family owns... One of those uh, rafting yes. businesses. Yes, I'm down for that, yeah. for sure. I love it. So, But yeah. I won't take my phone. Yeah. Did you try to put your phone in rice? 
I couldn't get it. It's, it's at still the down there. The, the no, what I you do did. is go back to the lake and just throw as much rice into the water. <laughs> <laughs> Soak up the lake with the rice. Yeah. I did actually try to get my mom to call my phone. I was thinking if I could dive down and follow the sound. Wow. You see like yeah. little bubbles but, coming up and they get to the top and it's your ringtone. I would have totally done that, but uh, it, yeah. it was already dead by that point. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. dead, Jim. So, Bill, like, um, so you, uh, one of your daughters is 15 and one is 12 turning 13 next year. Are they still trick-or-treaters? So this was actually the first year that we didn't all go trick-or-treating. Really? Yeah. The they first did, year? Well, yes, for the most part. They end up going to uh, to parties. Mm. Okay. So it, it turned out okay because this year I think it was 28 degrees on Halloween night, something really? insanely yeah. cold. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's... It, I did kind of miss uh, going through the candy a little bit. Uh, I do have a sweet tooth. Yeah. But no, it's uh, they had a blast. They went over their friends, and I think, um, I'm trying to remember Elizabeth, I think they had done a, a thing, maybe, I think rappers, famous rappers? Who'd she go Might as? Have been. I think it was, which one's the one that I had to go buy a big red wig? Ice Spice? Yeah, yeah. That's not an oh, old yeah, rapper. Yeah. That's like a new rapper. Oh, hey, yeah. I don't know. It's okay. just, Ice Spice sounded <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like Old Spice. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> no, and they had a blast. We uh, we don't get many trick-or-treaters, though, at yeah, my house. Yeah, we didn't. We had like six last year, and I was hoping we'd have at least that many, but we bought a bunch of candy and had zero. So. Yeah. I mean, uh, here Sad. at the store, I, I think I had more people show up in costume than I did at my house. Oh, wow. Yeah. How did the uh, sale go? Oh, the Halloween sale was fantastic. Sold a bunch of books. The wall over there is pretty bare. Yeah, pretty big through. Yeah. yeah, but that just gives me a chance to restock, to rotate some stuff, yeah. and put some new stuff up. Did you get any pictures of the trick or treaters? <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, I did have one guy who as showed your social up. media guy. This well, makes me sad. <laughs> there was one guy that showed up, and he had been, I think, to a couple costume parties already. Oh, or costume really? Contests. He goes, I've been, to, and he was dressed up as the Flash villain, the key. And, he's, oh, and he goes, okay, um, okay. Yeah. he said, I, I need to go to some place to where at least one person will know who I am. <laughs> he, said, he said, every contest I've been to, I have to tell the announcer exactly who I am and explain my costume. Uh, that's amazing. So I told him that he's appreciated here. That's he funny. He look like. I got to look that up. Where I live, um, we really, I mean, I've been in those apartments since 2012 and we never get trick or treaters. For one year where one kid came up and wanted to get candy for his friend who did not want to climb three flights of stairs. And I was like, no, you have to come up to get free candy. <laughs> you got to put the work in. And this year I got surprised by four. Mm-hmm. Oh. So what they ended up, what I ended up doing, cause I had no candy. Cause in years past, my roommate and I would get candy and then we would just like eat it and I'm diabetic. So it was really bad. So for you, I mean, you really have to like the candy. Yeah. So what we did this year is when they showed up, I went to my freezer where I had a uh, Girl Scout Thin Mints, uh, for, for, uh, you know, storage for storage. Like, like I'm a squirrel saving up my for emergency for situations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, each kid got their own uh, box of uh, Thin Mints. Wow, a whole, a whole box. A whole yes. box. Wow. Oh, yeah. I should have been in, in retrospect. I should have opened it up and given each one a sleeve because yeah. the sleeves are. Of course. Yeah, but I didn't think that, so I was just passing I out. I would have came to your apartment like four times. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, nobody was dressed as Spider-Man, because then they would have got all the candy. <laughs> all the cookies. Yeah. <laughs> but it is... It, That's it's, a good uh, Halloween score right there. Yeah, not yes. a whole box of Thin Mints. Yeah. Man. The worst was the lady that would give you the homemade popcorn balls mm-hmm. wrapped in the mm-hmm. aluminum foil. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or the one lady who would drop a tangerine in your bag. Have y'all heard about yeah. the potato thing? No. The potato thing is so... Tell us about the potato. Isn't it cool? Yeah. It's, so, there's this whole phenomenon that's right. happening with these young kids where 
people will put potatoes in amongst the candy. And when people, when kids come to the door, they're like, you can take two. And they get so excited about the potatoes. And yep. some of them will take two potatoes. Yep. Some of them will take, almost all of them take at least one potato and a, and a candy. But half of them will take two potatoes. This sounds like yeah. a weird social experiment. Isn't it weird? <laughs> but, it's all, uh, but it's like the kids are legitimately, genuinely excited about the potatoes. It's starting to spread, too, because I have two friends, Canadians. And they did it this year. Really? And they said they had so many kids that just wanted the potato. Well, what would you take, Ryan? It would depend upon what the candy was. Right. If it well, was this like was good candy too, like the yeah, like the, what if like, I'm talking like a like a, a two pack of Reese's cups? Yeah, I would take the potato. Really? Really? Actually, if I'm I could take two, I would take a potato and a Reese's. Now, if it was like they had those <laughs> gross like ones that come in the orange uh. and black wrappers. Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah. Oh, Mary Jane's? Yeah, I would not. I would take the potato over Mary Jane. Yeah, oh, definitely, 100%. What would you take, Mike? I appreciate the irony and the hilarity of the potato, but I'm going to take the candy. Yeah, Yeah, it's just the the practicality of the whole thing. (laughs) It just seems... The the popcorn balls were awful. He's awful. Popcorn balls are terrible. The people that would give the chick tracks. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 The people that would give fruit. It's like... Know your audience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anymore these days, it's all about the trunk or treat. So they didn't even right, they didn't right. go from house to house anymore. Yeah. They yeah. Uh, they find an open parking lot somewhere. How did yeah. the check in, in the cash trunk retreat go? Oh, I didn't go to that. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you being serious? I'm just kidding. This yeah. lady comes by the store, and I think were you here, Ron, when she came? I by? was there when you got the call. Yeah. And uh, and she says, "Hey, we want to um, we want to know if you want to participate in this local business trunk retreat." And I said, "Really? Where's where's this at?" And she said, "At the uh, our check in the cash parking lot." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "What do I have to do?" And she says, "Just go buy some uh, some candy and show up between one and two in the afternoon and pass it out to uh, to all of our customers." Because <laughs> you thought at first it would be down here, uh, well, like in I front assume, of your store. Well, I just assumed maybe it would be people going from store to store, like you do from house yeah, to yeah, house yeah, on Halloween. Yeah. And I didn't realize I'd be obligated to hang out at the check cashing place but for I guess an hour. Logically, that makes a little bit more sense because you're going to have kids that are going to get hit trying to cross the road. <laughs> yeah. right. Listen, I'm not putting this on, okay? This is somebody else's shindig. Yeah. But it's great. Um, so it looks like the cell was did well the whole weekend. Yeah, absolutely. We passed out a bunch of free books, too. Uh, we had Halloween Comic Fest, yes. which is where the company send us like different um, free and we still have some left if people are still looking for the free books. Uh, yeah. We'll are they Halloween themed? No. No, oddly enough. One is, uh, I think one of the IDW books was Halloween themed. It, it might have been. But the other ones were like the first issue of the new run of Amazing Spider-Man. Right. Okay. Like a Star Wars book. It felt like a bunch of stuff they had left over at the warehouse. <laughs> yeah. You know, when the restaurant does the shrimp scampi special of the day because they got a bunch of shrimp in the back that's about to go bad. I think the only one you said that we're really out of was the Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends one. I think that's right. It was based off the Disney show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So not too bad. No, that's no. fun. So news that Echo Trailer was pretty awesome. Yeah, it surprised me. It yeah. really did. So I told you, right? Pretty violent. Yeah. 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 I thought she was a little middling, perhaps, in the show when mm-hmm. we saw her. She didn't really stand out all that much. She's pretty cool, but this looks like they've kicked it up a notch. Yeah, it does. And I like kind of going back, doing like the origin story, and you kind of see her coming up with the kingpin and mm-hmm. him taking her under his wing. And I love him as kingpin uh, so he's much. He's the best. D'Onofrio, so when he's yep. on screen, he's got a presence about him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and if you look at the trailer, uh, there's like a really blinking you'll miss it mm-hmm. uh scene with charlie cox in the red suit oh yeah
I'm kind of surprised they're doing it because with the strike still kind of causing where there's not a lot of content out there, right. they're releasing all five episodes at once. Which yeah. is kind of unusual, right? For, for, Disney. for Disney. Disney usually will do the episode one per a week. week. Yeah. Well, I'd have to say I'm a fan of the... I like, I like having to wait. I like... When I'm watching something new, I like having to wait till the next week to see the next episode. I, I don't like binging. Agreed. I tend yeah. to forget if I if I binge. Like I I forgot the whole, whole entire second season of Stranger Things because we binged it. It just blurs right. It's yeah. just <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. It's so almost I like, like having to wait. I do too, and I think it's if you have a a really good show. It creates those kind of water cooler moments throughout yes. the oh, throughout sure. the week, yeah. to where you're talking with your your coworker, yes, or you're yes. talking with and your I mom, love that part of it. and yeah. you just say, "Oh, did you watch this week's episode of Loki, or mm-hmm. did you watch this yeah. week's episode of Andor?" Game of Thrones, I do not think would have been the phenomenon that it was if it was like released right. like bingeable wise, because uh, yeah. I can remember episodes like the particular episode where the White Walkers strike. Mm-hmm. the camp mm-hmm. and the whole last 30 minutes is like a fight against zombies mm-hmm. yeah. just the internet was lit up afterwards everybody talking oh my god did yeah. you see this episode yeah and you can't get that when everything drops at once no and right. plus i'll be honest with you i don't trust myself when you give me so if you give me like all the cookies at once right yeah i'm the kind of kid who's gonna eat all the cookies even though the last 10 aren't gonna taste good to me because <laughs> i'm so full of cookies yeah 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 that i'm kind of like that with tv to where if i'm enjoying a show so I didn't find out about The Sopranos, really find out until after the first season. And I went home for Christmas to my stepdad and my mom's, and he had the first season, I think, on DVD. And so I stayed up, and I watched, I can't remember, maybe eight or nine episodes, you yeah. know? Uh, but as much as I enjoyed it, I don't remember many of the episodes yep. because <laughs> I, I was I was just kind of a, in a sleepy state. You yeah. know, to where I was just kind of watching them like half awake, half asleep. Yep. But I couldn't stop myself. It's almost like a page turner. Yeah. So I prefer it to where somebody else has the uh, the controls and doesn't let me get to all the cookies at once. <laughs> yeah, and I wonder if it's a generational thing because we're all in this room, grew up where it was the model of right. one episode a week. Yeah. So I wonder if it is a generational thing. Yeah. I'm I mean, sure that has something to do with Because I know there's it. some people that will watch stuff at faster speeds yeah. to listen to podcasts oh, or watch that is so crazy to it's me it's so crazy to me too because i the... accidentally did that once yeah. i accidentally set my um spotify to uh one and a half speed yes and yeah. my podcasts were all talking like really fast like this and i was like what's yeah. going on I'm like yeah. wait is this gilmore girls <laughs> yeah. um, but but it's like so bad because like i listened to a, a thing on sirius uh bennington show and it's a comedy show a father and daughter show and uh, I try to do the speed up to see what that would be like. And it's like, this is ruining the jokes for me. Yeah, uh, it's so, too distracting. I can't. Yeah. I, I don't understand how people do that. But yeah. people do. Yeah, people it's people weird. like it. But I think it must be ADD people, right? That have. Yeah, I uh, think so. Because I saw a YouTube video on a guy, and that's what he was doing. He was gaming. And while he was gaming, he was listening to a podcast at like one and a quarter or one and a half speed. Maniac. And I'm just don't yeah. understand how, how you could take in all that stimuli. Yeah, now, I'll do podcasts when I'm like, there's games like Tears of the Kingdom mm-hmm. where I can do my exploration and have like a podcast on in the background. I suggest BRB AFK, um, <laughs> but I'll have like a podcast on in the back while I'm, while I'm playing my game. Like there's some games where I consider them podcast games where there's not a yeah, lot of, I've done that with tears of the kingdom and phone calls. Like yeah. when it's time to call my mom and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, she's going to go on and on. <laughs> yeah. 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 But there's like, like right now I'm going through um, Spider-Man two. That's not a podcast game. 
Oh, I'm so I can't, I can't listen to a podcast while I'm playing that one. Yeah. These bingers, when they sit down to eat, how do they eat a meal? Do they just stuff it in their face without stopping? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it just, it, it makes no sense to me. I think it comes down to a thing with instant gratification, right? Yeah. yeah. Some people are instant gratification people. But, um, yeah. Some people can wait. Yeah, but I do think it's going to get to that point where if the strike continues much longer, right? you're going to have to binge stuff because there's not going to be much content. Like right now... It looks like the studios and the union are still split. Right now, the big split is the studio, and they think this is a good idea. They want to be able to use, if a performer dies, mm-hmm. they can still use the performer's likeness without right. getting permission from the estate it's of the dead performer. In wow. perpetuity, right? In like perpetuity, for, yeah, yeah, forever. We also got the Marvel trailer. Yes. Um, new, yeah, new Marvels. Which comes out this Friday, and early ticket sales aren't good. They're less than what the early ticket sells for for Aquaman. You said you already had tickets for Thursday morning. <laughs> I do. And I said, what time What time is that? And you said 3.30 in the <laughs> afternoon. I'm lazy. Um, but Variety did like a uh, piece last week where they were basically talking about, is this the end of Marvel? You know, like blah, 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 right. blah, blah. And I think, I don't think so. Because like, I mean, Phase 4 has had some misses for right. sure. But mm-hmm. I think it's had some hits. And, I mean, you've had this year Guardians mm-hmm. and Loki. Yeah. And they both have been great. Yeah. No. And then haven't we had this conversation now, like, every year for the last five or six years, like, this is the end of Marvel and this yep. is the end of the superhero fad or this is the end of uh, superhero movies. Or, yeah. It just feels like we're going over the same. But to me, I, I agree. I mean, not everything is going to be a 100% Rotten Tomato score. Not everything is going to be universally liked. Yeah. Um, some uh, things are going to be for some people and not for other people. Correct. And so when I see a show that's like Miss Marvel, I understand that show may not be geared toward me. Right. But at the same time, there is an audience that's out there that, that loves that show. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that uh, it's just become, the audience has become so fractured now that to even capture just that demographic or that fraction of the audience, that's fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be like the last episode of MASH where you're getting 60% of How America. How are you with these references? Listen, Sonny. <laughs> Back in my day. Yeah. But no, I think, I think you're completely right. But right. then we also have, I think this is one of the things, uh, it's something that frustrates me about, like I think our culture, is we like to build things up so we can knock it down. Mm. Yeah, there's that we too. We do that with like, Performers and a lot, yeah. and, it's, and a lot of people. It's just it's Schadenfreude, right? Like they just enjoy seeing something that's successful, kind of collapse or yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I know when I was a kid, if I'd go to a comic shop or a Weigel's or a Kroger and, and mm. see a comic on the rack that wasn't for me, like let's say uh, Teen Titans or something, I, I wasn't into. I didn't get physically mad at the issue of Teen Titans, like throw it on the ground. <laughs> like, Stupid comic, people like this, are dumb. You know, right. enjoy it, knock yourself out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a it's a big tent. There's room for everybody. There's books for everybody. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that's going to be with the movies too. It's going to be like maybe where. You, everything's not connected. Like you can well, you can skip stuff if if it's that's not. right if it's not geared for you. Yeah. But unfortunately, you have a portion of the audience that feels like if this isn't geared for for my idea of what this should be, then I'm going to be negative about it. Yeah. Rather yeah. than just kind of keeping to themselves. Yeah. And so unfortunately, you got a, a certain percentage of the audience that want want to see some of these Marvel projects fail. Yeah. Yeah. Because it may not they may not feel like they're into female superheroes or they may not be into team team superheroes or whatever the the subject matter may be yeah. selfish yeah rather than just live and let live yeah. they feel like it's their mission now to uh, to steer disney 
uh, and say, oh, look, you know, this this was unsuccessful. Y'all need to quit doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, but, yeah it's sad. Yeah. Now, the Variety article had the two interesting points from there, I thought, was the one that there's been talks with the Mar- Marvel about reuniting the original Avengers and doing something with them. Like mm-hmm. uh, Chris Evans as Captain America, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. That's one thing that's been kind of right. on the burners they're talking mm. about. And the other is like consolidating, making showrunners and stuff like that and looking at what works and maybe switching from Kang mm-hmm. to Doctor Doom, going ahead and calling Doctor Doom up earlier because mm-hmm. the Kang thing is precarious right mm-hmm. now because we don't know what's going to go on with that actor. So with Jonathan Majors, right. Which really sucks because we... Well, we actually finally watched Quantumania last Ooh, night. Oh, what do you I think? I can't believe we had waited so long. Yeah. Well, he's he's great as Kang. So well, I hate... what I say is yeah. like, the movie, love it or hate it, whatever mm-hmm. you feel about it, the one thing that stood out to me, unfortunately at this point, was his acting. Yeah. I was like, wow. Right. Every time he was on screen, I was like, wow. Right. And I did, like, it was for, it was too long. Um, I loved the first like half of it like so much. I was like, this is one of my favorite Marvel movies. And then it just started to drag on and got too long. But his right. his acting was like definitely a huge huge favorite part of that movie. And um, and it sucks that all this happened because yeah, I would have loved to have seen more content from that. Yeah. So Marvel right now is in that weird spot of like mm-hmm. what they're going to do because obviously they could repl- they could keep Kang and just replace him with another actor, right? Like they did with. Uh, War Machine mm-hmm. in the Iron Man movies, mm-hmm. or they could go towards doing Doom a little sooner than what they had hoped. Mm-hmm. I just hope they don't freak out and do too much course correcting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know they're going to start tightening up on the budgets because Blade, they said, is now going to be under $100 million. Right. And they said during the article, one of the things that's crazy is a single episode of She-Hawk cost $25 million. Which seems awfully high to me. It seems awfully yeah. high, and they likened it to the budget of a final season episode of Game of Thrones. Wow. What? Actually, let me interrupt you with that. I did read something interesting as well. Like you're saying, they're course-correcting a lot of things, and a lot of people had issues with the CGI and She-Hulk. I've just read that one of the reasons the CGI felt a little rushed is because it was a little rushed, because mm. originally, when they did that show, much like we were talking about with the, the new Daredevil show, she did not turn into She-Hulk until the eighth episode. Really? And yeah. at the last minute, they're like, whoa, 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 we cannot do this. So they kind of forced it to where she she changed earlier. That's why the graphics weren't quite up to the level of a lot of people's expectations. But why would you do the eight episodes? Yeah. What in the world? Yeah. It seems I like... I mean, I'd give you a couple to build it up, but eight? It's crazy. Eight. It's so crazy. <laughs> no, and then I think it's just a situation. Sometimes we have maybe a producer or somebody in Hollywood that doesn't understand the comic book mentality. Right. And they're like, oh, we're going to do the slow burn. But in comics, you know, we want to see if it, if the show's called Moon Knight. Like, I want to see Moon Knight. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I, at some point I get Mark Spector, but I need Moon Knight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we had uh, mentioned in a previous episode about, like, in a previous episode, the Daredevil, they had asked the showrunners that run in show, and they're going to use some of the stuff that's been filmed already, mm-hmm. but they're going to add things because I think on that one, he, Matt Murdock doesn't show up in the Daredevil outfit until episode four. Something ridiculous, yeah. yeah. So what they did here, and I think this is going to, people are going to be happy about this because people have been wondering what the rating on this Daredevil show was going to be. I think mm-hmm. Echo shows that Marvel is serious about doing more violent because the Echo show looks like a Netflix Marvel show. It does, it does. Um, yeah. But Dario... Scardapane, and I probably mispronounced that name. I'm just, sounded perfect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who actually was the executive producer 
on Marvel's uh, The Punisher series. Yeah. Who's coming in as the showrunner? Uh, I like. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it looks like they're also bringing in Justin Benson and Arian Moorhead, who uh, directed Marvel's Moon Knight, and they were the lead directors for season two of Loki. Hmm. So I mean, that sounds like I mean some quality people. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that gives me hope for for Daredevil. Yeah. So I just hope that um, the course correction they they correct the stuff that maybe needs to. Like, I think we still need to go back to quality over quantity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. Well, that's something that friend of the show, Fred Daly, was talking about was he felt that there was a danger where the Marvel shows and movies have stopped using the comics as a template and kind of gone in their own writing direction. And mm-hmm. that's not shown to work that well for them in particular. Maybe maybe shore up a little bit and kind of continue to look at those comic scripts. Which yeah. is, I think, a reason why we were so disappointed with Secret Invasion. Because oh, yeah. they had yeah. such a cool story there they could have done. Right. And no. Yeah. Yeah. Completely off the rails. Yeah. Where they could have gone farther with this whole, oh, rot, like War Machine is a scroll. Mm-hmm. But by the end of that season, oh, he's back. We found <laughs> him. This, no, yeah. it definitely felt more Hollywood than comic book. Yeah. Yeah. You it's know? just, uh, yeah, lean on the comics. Don't be embarrassed. That's what's made yes. phase one through three yeah. so big. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. It's, it's that you definitely felt in those early phases, especially that Disney had a confidence in the source material yeah. that they could stand on some two legs that they didn't necessarily need to uh, to Hollywood it up. Absolutely. That's As opposed of, to DC. Um, yeah, exactly. What I was mm-hmm. about to say, they seemed to be ashamed of their comic book roots and wanted yep. to change right. everything. So. Yeah, and it's just another thing. Are there stinkers in phase four? Yeah, there's some stinkers. Yeah. But there's been stinkers in all three phases. There has. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thor 2. <coughs> yeah, Thor 2. Yeah. I mean, Dark World. I mean, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, like I said, I think it's one of those things where unfortunately some people, they like to build to mm-hmm. break uh, break things down. And I don't think Marvel is, I mean, Guardian still made almost a billion dollars. Yeah. Um, Loki is doing doing well so. and i think when you see the x-men franchise come to the big screen mm. you know you're probably gonna see another huge uh, hit what disney mm. will have mm-hmm. yeah they're gonna have deadpool hopefully next year hopefully everything sorts out to where we still get deadpool oh, mm-hmm. i can't wait yeah so would, excited for it would deadpool be kind of nice to get it in 2024 yeah there's yeah. a lot of uh, iterations of x-men they could do it, in my opinion they would be smart to hedge closer to that 90s show the the jim lee era because so many people have nostalgia for that right yeah. put those costumes on the screen people are going to lose it oh yeah love yeah, it. yeah myself included because we haven't seen the costumes yet we saw wolverines you see wolverines <laughs> yeah. in that one scene and people got excited about it they did yeah I just say it's like it's too mm. soon to call for like you know the end of the end no, of Marvel. Like Definitely. I said, I, we've heard it so many times. Now. I mean, DC is in a bad place. Well, come on, Aaron, <laughs> ease up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is there anybody? Are we excited for Aquaman? Uh, I mean, excited's a strong word. Um, yeah. Maybe slightly looking forward to it. Or maybe uh, Jamie's phone will show up in that movie. Oh, <laughs> oh, my phone! <laughs> That'd be amazing. There's if it just call. like floats by at one point, <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be incredible. Jamie, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Very um, happy to be here. One thing we wanted to, we're going to do a draft later on, which is going to be yeah. super fun. But one thing we wanted to do was kind of do a spotlight on female creators. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a lot of great ones out there for sure. Like, who would you recommend if somebody, like, wants to... Well, who's your favorite female creator? Well, I mean, you know, you've got writers and artists. Yep. So the first person for a writer that came to my mind was G. Willow Wilson. 
yeah. I've only really read her uh, when she was writing for Wonder Woman, but just really understands the character. Understand she's done a lot of other stuff that I have not read. I'd love to read more of her things, but um, she is definitely up there with the writers that I enjoy. Probably one of my favorite artists is Peach Momoko. Um, she's her. amazing, unique, and mainly known for covers, but also known for her uh, Demon Days run, mm-hmm. which is a Marvel Universe um, combined with Japanese folklore, yep. which is really cool and cool idea. She's a part of, I think it's February or March, the new uh, Ultimate, Ultimate X-Men. X-Men. Yeah, she's she going to be writing and drawing that. So yeah. that's really exciting for like her just doing a whole book is really exciting to me. Yeah, her covers are great. Her covers like, um, are fantastic. Yeah. If there's a Peach Momoko cover in a book I'm getting, that's the one I want. And I like Almost she, all the time. Every time she does Spider-Man, he has so many eyes. <laughs> like there's, a, there's, a, there's a Peach. That's uh, so cute. She has a suit in the new Spider-Man game. Oh, really? And you know it's her suit because Spider-Man has oh, that's so like, all awesome. these eyes. And he's wearing like what looks like you know, a total anime outfit. That makes me really happy. That's yeah. very, very, very cool. She seems sweet. I follow her on Instagram. Peach Momoko. Yeah, I do yeah, too. And she's, uh, she seems awesome. Yeah, yeah, I like her a lot. Yeah, she's really cool. I mean, there's so many. I love Sarah Pacelli. She's awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, co-creator she's of Miles. Yes, co-creator right. of Miles. And she's always, she's just one of my favorite Spider-Man artists for sure. She is great at that. What is she working on right now? She is on a book. Scarlet book. Witch, yeah. Yeah, and I like the way that she does Scarlet Witch with like, Scarlet Witch's hair has mm-hmm. the mystical look to it. Yes, like, yeah. yes, yeah. She's really awesome. Nicola Scott is uh, a great, wonderful, beautiful Wonder Woman artist. Um, she just really draws her so perfectly mm-hmm. for the Wonder Woman in my mind. You know, right. and one female artist right now is on the arguably Image's biggest book. Uh, Fiona Staples with Saga. Saga, yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I don't know about her. Or I have oh, not read Saga that book. Saga is fantastic. I've heard that it's really good. I came um, back into collecting comics when that had already been going on for so long that okay, I, had, yeah. I just missed the boat on that. Well, the good thing is they had like a four-year hiatus. In between issues, like 52 and 53 big, or something. Big, oh, weird. Big, uh, cliffhanger thing that happens. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we're going to go away for about a year. Wow. Like one of the main characters, something huge happens And to then them. the pandemic hits. Oh, All right. wow. <laughs> yeah. What about you, uh, Bill? Well, I'm going to... I'm gonna throw out a couple old school people, okay. since uh, since Ron thinks I'm I'm kicking it in the '60s today. <laughs> but now let me uh, let me mention Anna Sinti from Daredevil. Yes, yes. Is that how you pronounce it? Well, that's how I pronounce it. I think that sounds right. Depends on who you ask. Yeah, one of the well, I think we talked about that on the McKay episode. That's one right. of the um, we did most underrated Daredevil runs. Oh, yes, wow. uh, creator of Typhoid Mary. Was Black on Heart. the Black Heart was on the book for maybe eight or nine years, like a long wow. run. Wow! Yeah, her uh, issues of Inferno are like some of the best. That's um, cool. And yeah. then I also want to give a shout out to uh, Louise Simonson, nice, who uh, did a lot of early uh, Power Pack and um, a few other books at Marvel. She's wor- um, working currently too, isn't she? She did something recently. What we'll to look that up? Is there someone here that can Say, look that up? <laughs> Who can look? look at, but uh, who? but yeah, you're right. I think there was something here recently. I saw her name on because Marvel's been using a lot of old school uh, creators. Oh, she's out doing the Jean Grey series, the new Jean Grey. Thank I think you. That's right. Yep. Oh yep. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even have to look it up. Look at Mike. <laughs> Mike's taking your job, son. <laughs> but, hey, uh, I don't have to work, so I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. 
On that note, though, Louise Simonson, yeah. she, a lot of people throw the words uh, groundbreaking and trailblazer mm-hmm. around. She really was. She she's, was forging comics before women were known to be in comics. Oh, that's she cool. She, she may be the first one that I recall even before Anna And she was responsible for switching Angel to Archangel. Mm. Yeah, oh, I didn't know about that. Cable. She co-created Steel, Richter, uh, Doomsday, Apocalypse. Yeah, it's pr- yeah, she was huge into the... Uh, didn't she have a, a, a story in that Return of Superman 30th anniversary book? Oh, I think she did. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean she's like like Mike said, definitely groundbreaking. Mm. Her and her, yeah, her and her husband, one of the, I guess one of the better uh, husband wife teams out there. I wish they, I don't think they've ever worked together. Uh, not that I can recall. Yeah. Yeah. She um, edited Uncanny X Men. She edited New Mutants. Wow. Yeah. I mean, she's a huge. Eras. Man, yeah. No, she's really good. Any other ones? That... Well, since we were talking about uh, Becky Cloonan earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, she was the first first woman to draw Batman. Yes, mm, really. Yeah, I was just yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I do want to. I do want to definitely mention Colleen Doran too. Um, that Conan cover is so pretty. So pretty. And uh, we well, got to actually uh, meet Colleen Doran a few years ago at Dragon Con. My friend Jason uh, was going to get her to draw him a death. And we come up Sunday to get the get the picture. Right. And Colleen is still working on it. And she's going, hey. You'll have to, you'll just, I apologize. I'm really high right now. (laughs) 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 Comic book conventions, anything goes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But but, that actually worked out well for Jason because he got to sit there and have an experience hanging out with Colleen Doran while she was doing his art. That's that's cool. Yeah. 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 One of mine, uh, and I'm surprised she doesn't work more, is Gail Simone. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. back in the day, I mean, a huge run on Birds of Prey. Huge mm-hmm. run on Deadpool. Yeah, lo- large run on Deadpool. But, uh, but, yeah, you're right. I haven't seen much work product from her. for. The last thing I think she did was, like, a book for Image where it was, like, a Freaky Friday situation between a hitman mm-hmm. and this stay-at-home mom. Um, yeah. And it was really good. Yeah. And she had mentioned going farther with it, but I think something's happened there, and she's not really done much in a in a couple of years and right i know birds of prey they use a lot of her style characters in that birds of prey movie yeah you're absolutely right i mean she's kind of considered probably like the the seminal birds of prey writer her her Catman was so good she made Catman a cool character oh and secret six yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. oh so good that was great yeah mike what about you I think everyone has listed such great examples in here. What, a, what an awesome list of creators so far. But I want to give a shout-out to Kelly Thompson. More oh, of a, more a recent since like 2009. Mm-hmm. Known for that Hawkeye series that everyone just absolutely loves. Yep. Uh, she did A-Force. Yep. Mm. She did Jessica Jones. Yeah. Oh, she, wow. Uh, co-creator of Jeff the Shark, which has seen a little bit of uh, attention these days. Yep. So she, she's a little more recent, but she's made a lot of leeway for herself. Um, you know, when I think of arts, uh, Laura Allred, Rachel Dodson, those oh, two. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. seminal, seminal Amanda creators. Connor. Amanda Connor. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I do want to give a shout out to two uh, writers of uh, manga. Oh, okay. They uh, translated into two of my favorite animes of all time, and i got to give a shout-out to Hiromu Arakawa for Fullmetal Alchemist. She's wow. a writer Oh, of really? Oh, Absolutely. yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, Rumiko Takahashi, who created both Inuyasha as well as wow. Ronmo One Half. Oh, jeez. Really? Yep. So um, back cool. in the day, my best friend loved Ronmo One Half. You probably knew when she was like in high school in Ronmo One Half. She loved Ronmo One Half. It's one of the earliest fundamental animes, I think, that uh, anime, how you want to say it, uh, right. the, the debuted in America. It, it was right around then, and it was just so fun. It Very is. Cool. It's so much fun. I love it. The first ever independent book that I read when I was young, 
uh, was actually, I don't know if she wrote it or drew it, but Wendy Peeney. Uh, yeah. Quest. I wanted to bring that up. Oh, nice. and also, another nice. husband and wife cr- creator. Which, yeah, Richard and Wendy Peeney created oh. Elfquest. Yeah. Oh, uh, what a delightful series that I was. I wish they would get into like a a re like a collection of that because right. uh, for people, I, I'm worried that Elfquest has kind of been lost to time. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah. But my dad had a friend, and he lent me the books of Elfquest, and Elfquest was phenomenal. Yeah, it really was phenomenal. It was one of the first comics I read, really. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was. And then the friend of mine that I got into comics with back when I was a teenager, I think she already had those some of those books, and I started reading them. But then we started watching the Spider-Man animated series and the X-Men animated series that I was approve. popular in the 90s. Ooh, yeah. And that's what really drove us to get to the comic store and start collecting comics, But um, which I talked about when I was first on here. But yeah. um, but the, uh, I'm pretty sure that she had those ElfQuest books before we really started getting into collecting other comics. So when you um, started reading and when you've got back into reading recently, have you find yourself drawn to like the female characters and female creators? Always. I'm always drawn to female, any characters creators artists all of it i um you know that, that that's not my driving force because yeah. what what my driving force is is how good the writing and the art is especially surrounding certain characters like if it's a woman creator and and she's writing wonder woman in a way that i'm like this is stupid wonder woman wouldn't be like this i'm not going to read it just because there's a woman creator on it yeah 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 but when women creators come on board to something and they're Mm -hmm. nailing it it makes me so happy and then i'll start following them on instagram and seeing what they're coming out with next because that'll drive me to buy another book that i might not read otherwise yeah but i do that with pretty much any writer or artist really it doesn't have to be a woman but I love it when it's a woman. Who's Always doing, love it when it's a woman. Who's doing Birds of Prey right now? Look at Kelly up. Thompson. Yeah, well, that's because Kelly Thompson. Thompson. She's and writing or, or drawing? She's writing it. Okay. Uh, yeah. And it's uh, we, we talked about it on the Comics Exchange page a few months back, but it, it's enjoyable. Yeah. Another Kelly, Kelly Sue DeConnick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Captain Marvel yeah. and. But I think it's one of the cool things because I think when when we were younger, Bill, mm-hmm. it was basically Louise and Anne. Those were yeah. the female creators that we would and Wendy. Yeah. Uh, those were the female creators. So I think it's awesome that there's so many there's so new many. voices out there now. Well, I was trying to do some research to get my favorite ones down, and there were so many that I'm not even familiar with. I was yeah. like, wow, like I really need to look out more for it, I think. Were there any other ones that you want to mention? Yeah, um, I did want to give a shout-out to Leslie Hung. She does a comic book called Snot Girl. Mm. It's independent on Image. Oh, that's her. Yeah, yeah she okay. draws it, and it's... <laughs> You're always a huge fan of that whenever it would come out. It's so good. And her artwork is really unique. The whole comic, the comic book is just silly and fun <laughs> and um, ridiculous. And it's about this girl who constantly has allergies. That's why she's called Snot Girl because her nose is like always uh-huh. running. Okay. It's so funny and it's just really good. And I um, also wanted to shout out to a couple other people. Joelle Jones. She was an mm-hmm. artist on Catwoman for a while. And actually, I think she was doing Birds of Prey. Does she do covers? A little bit too. Right Mostly now. covers. She does a lot of covers yeah. now. Her Catwoman covers are phenomenal. Yeah, they they're so good. Everyone. Really unique as well. And then um, Jenny Frizon. And she, uh, I know her yeah. from doing alternate Wonder Woman covers. Like, if oh, she was doing okay. an alternate cover like Peach Momoko, I would want the Jenny Frizon covers of that. So Her cover's really nice. And, and Jen Bartel that Jen did the Bartel. She-Hulk. Yep, yep. Uh, her She's covers still working are, on, Jen, on She-Hulk, right? She's on the new Sensational now. Yeah. Okay. Sensational She-Hulk. Yeah, she's yeah. really Just good, started. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Jen Bartel. Did she not do the first volume of that? She, she did. With? Okay. She did the covers. Um, I'm sure we're forgetting a, a bunch. Oh, I'm sure we are. I know yeah. we are. But uh, like, I only so I jotted down eight people, and there's so right. many more than that. Those were those were just like my top 
ones that I'm most familiar with, really. But I think I think it's great that there's room. There's yeah, room for well, everybody. And like Jamie was saying, I mean, sometimes it's just it's nice to have a story, maybe from a different voice or a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, after you've read, you know, a thousand Superman stories written by guys. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's it's a breath of fresh air to get uh, a, t- a different take. Maybe that's why it. I thought it was so cool that uh, Gil Simone had done Deadpool. Because mm-hmm. Deadpool, you think of if there is a male character, right? That's the male mm, yeah, id. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Deadpool. Yeah, or Punisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll be talking about Punisher a little later oh, on this yes. episode. So, are you ready to draft? I think so. I'm ready to draft. Okay. Uh, segways tonight are pretty bad, and I blame daylight savings for bad segways. <laughs> um, oh, and just so people know, for our last um, for our last draft, unfortunately, Mike came in last. Yeah, yeah. I came in third. My corner came in second. Say it, Ryan. I don't want to say it. Say it. Bill Langford. Yes. Bribed his way to (laughs) number one. You don't have physical proof of that. You just have innuendos and stories. (laughs) That was what, the Justice League draft? The Justice League draft, Dr. Manhattan was a wild card. I was like, blew my mind. I didn't even think about Watchmen characters. I think Bill's team would slaughter every other team. Yeah. We're going to do female characters. Female characters. The only rule is... One of them's got to be DC, one of them's got to be Marvel, and one's got to be independent. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't know there were rules. Yeah. And what we're going to do here for people who don't know how drafts work, we're going to do snake style. So it's going to go one, two, three, four, four, three, two, one. Mm -hmm. We want to do four or five rounds. Let's do four rounds. Yeah. We'll do four rounds. Um, And then what we'll do is we're going to let the audience pick who wins. I'll put this up on Thursday. So we're doing one Marvel. One DC, one image, and what's the fourth one? Whatever you want. Wild okay. card. Okay. Wild perfect, card. Perfect. Wild card. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And what we'll do again, like we did the last time, is uh, if you participate in the draft, we're going to give away a $25 gift card to Comics Exchange. This is coming out of your pay, Ryan. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, You're always giving these gift cards away, dude. Yeah. I love giving away stuff. Uh, but what we'll do here is, uh, Jamie, you're our guest. Yes. So you go first, and then we'll just do, uh, do Jamie to Bill to Mike to me. Okay. You sure you want to give me the second pick, Ryan? I like fourth. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So we'll do is we'll, we'll we'll pick the character. I'll keep a track of them. So okay. You ready? I am ready. Wonder Woman. Well, of course. <laughs> I mean, was there any other pick at the first, number one spot? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so such a classic character. I mean... When I was a little girl, before I ever even knew comic books existed, that was my hero. She was always my hero. Linda Carter as Wonder Woman in the in the seventies show was. Would you play pretend like be the Wonder Woman? Did you do the spinning? Oh around? yeah, I had the underoos and everything. Did yeah. you? Oh yeah, I had a tiara, and little the bracelets. Yeah. yeah, I had it. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. Oh, and the spinning around. I can still do the spinning around. Do you still spin around? I should do it more often. <laughs> And that specific vision of Wonder Woman is right. what she's rocking in the current book. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. The classic. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a solid pick. And yeah. uh, I knew there was no way she'd still be on the table when it got around to me. Not at the fourth no. pick, no. I'm uh, glad I was number one because I would have cried yeah. if I couldn't have picked Wonder Woman. <laughs> Bill. I'm going to... Boy, it's a tough decision. Mm-hmm. But based on the era I grew up in and the books I read... I'm going to pick Jean Grey. Nice. Oh, there it is. And I don't know. I mean, I, so are we Are we saying, are we picking the team that could win like a fight? Are we picking like the best four? Whatever you want. What's the criteria? What you think is well, your yeah. top 
I'm still Jean taking Jean Grey. It's just okay. a question whether or not yeah. do I want Dark Phoenix Jean Grey. Ooh. Oh. You have all the Jean Greys, I guess. Yeah, whichever yeah. is your favorite. Whichever Selfish. you think is the best Jean Grey. <laughs> yeah. That's a tough decision. That's a tough decision. Yeah. You're all the Jean Greys. Yeah. <laughs> it's 50 Shades of Jean Grey. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. If we had titles to episodes, <laughs> that would so be the episode title. I'm gonna take. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm go Dark Phoenix because that's when she was at her baddest, right? Yeah, I mean, yes, that's yeah. when she was. Uh, yeah, just eating universes. Super and interesting. Most, like character. identifiable yeah. to you, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Oh, and also definitely because like how many times have the movies mm-hmm. done the Dark Phoenix story already? I think there's been two X Men films that have basically right. been the Dark Phoenix saga. Right. Yeah. 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 Such a good pick. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike, I think you're third. I am. Uh, this might seem like a cheating going outside the box a little bit, but oh. she was definitely a comic character. I'm going with Baroness from Cobra. Oh, oh nice. Okay. Right. So does that count as the uh, independent one that there? That counts as yeah. an independent. All right. Yeah. All right. And I think they've shown teams for the new G.I. Joe, mm-hmm. and I think they have her as a G.I. Joe. I have not seen that. That's mm. interesting. That's a spy move right there. Yeah. It's got to be. <laughs> oh, Baroness was such a good pick. Yeah, yeah, she was cool. Yeah, and it's like one of those, uh, if you're a kid growing up in the 80s, right. one of your first crushes, <laughs> like for a character. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. As far as animated characters go. Yeah, yeah, she's a bad girl. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, good pick. Uh, my first pick is going to be Selena Kyle. Oh, Catwoman, huh? Yeah. I hate you. (laughs) No. Uh, Now what am I going to do? No, I already pitched a DC anyway. Yeah, Catwoman, (laughs) just such a phenomenal character. Yeah, absolutely. She deserves to be in round one for sure. Yeah, and I... I'm not sure what I think about what's going on right now in the Batman book with her. I Mm -hmm. am loving it. Oh, do you? Okay. I'm loving it. I think it's so entertaining. Yep. Yeah. Uh, No, Catwoman is just such a cool character. She's she's, she's a close second favorite of mine of all the characters. I prefer the costume from the that started in the Brubaker run with the goggles and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah, the goggles. I like the goggles, yeah. too. But uh, such a such a cool character. Mm-hmm. And then for my second pick, Mary Jane. Oh, that's what? not a surprise. Mm-hmm. Mary does Jane. Does she have superpowers? <laughs> she does now. She does now. She does in now. In terrible yeah, yeah. run. But hey. <laughs> but I don't think it was about superpowers. Though. It was about no, comic was, book characters. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so I, either way. Yeah. I can tell you right now, uh, playing through the new Spider-Man game, uh-huh. There's so many cool. The, the Mary Jane missions are frustrating, but her character in 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 the in the game is oh, just that's cool. phenomenal. I'm actually surprised you didn't pick her for number your number one pick. Oh well, yeah. I'm surprised, but yeah, I, I love Mary Jane and I, <laughs> the drug and the character. Oh, and, uh, no, uh, straight edge. Um, but uh, but no, I just I, I really dig Mary Jane as a character. That's why I always want her and Peter to be together. I'm just a simple man. That I'm the same right. way. Right, right. I do. I I want them to be together. Just like I want Bruce and Selena to be together. Same. Yes. So the uh, new Ultimate Spider-Man has probably piqued your attention. Oh, I can't believe. Okay, can we talk about that for a second? Because we f- forgot to do it in the news right. they announced like we announced already Jonathan Hickman and uh, the artist that just finished a run with Chip Zardowski on, um, on Daredevil is doing the Ultimate Universe uh, Spider-Man and they've confirmed that this Peter is going to be it looks like in his 40s mm-hmm. he's married to Mary Jane midlife and he's got two children, a boy and a girl. I mean, I, I'm all for it. I mean, that's what the Ultimate Universe is supposed to be, right? Something slightly different that's not really the, the Marvel 616. Have you already had people like wanting to subscribe to it? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure we're going to have a ton of the covers, all that, when it comes out in January. 
I think that's right. They're I said that like a question, like I don't know exactly. <laughs> like I don't have it circled on my calendar. Um, but I can tell you, I had a really bad day the day that news hit, and Mike put it into the group chat, and that actually made kind of cheered me you up a little a bit. Little ha- and oh, it, I know good. it's silly that I put that much into a character. No, I think it's but, like um, the little joys in life yeah, that yeah. make us feel better and make us have a bad day turn around and be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. This is awesome news. I'm glad to hear this today. I think that's important. And I hope it Even does. Even if it's small, it's important. And this may be petty, but Uh-oh. I hope it does so well yeah. that it forces Marvel editorial to finally realize we want Peter and Mary Jane to be together. For real. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like Bachelor Pete. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, if you hadn't got me that awesome birthday gift. Uh, <laughs> it would be of non-speaking terms. Yeah. Uh, Mike. Yes. I'm going to throw my hat in the ring for my DC character. Oh. Death of the Endless. Oh, that's a great. Yeah, it's a great pick. Thanks. Whoa. Thanks. Very iconic. Uh, oh, a little man. bit ahead of, uh, a little ahead of her time. Kind of jealous. Ways. A little uh, very of her moment, though, as well. Just to get that 90s era vibe altogether. A very important character for a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people get emotional about her for, for obvious reasons. And uh, being part of the Sandman, of course, is a, a major accolade and what an iconic character she is. Hmm. And they sometimes hint and put Ringer into more, uh, DC proper. They do. They do that with some of the Vertigo characters. Which I thought was super cool. Like, uh, yeah, Death is awesome. Yeah, it's a great pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're um, all mad at Mike right now. I know. I was just thinking. I didn't think about one of the Endless. Yeah. So, for my second pick, Golly, it's tough. There's two I have in mind, but I'm going to pick the one because I'm, I'm upset because I didn't get to pick her on my, my Justice League team. <laughs> uh, that's Zaytana nice. from nice. DC. Okay. I like the concept of the magic. I like the uh, the speaking backwards. I like the look. I like the old kind of magician's assistant, you know, with the top hat and the, the tux look. Yep. She's such a cool character. And just such a cool character. And there hasn't really been, I don't think, a definitive Zaytana story. There hasn't story. been. Um, we so, rarely get, like, solo books of her very rarely uh so there hasn't been a lot of the the ground has been tilled in that 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 area you know i'd like to say that i think the batman animated series brought her to a lot of people's attention that was a good exposure was she on there yeah yeah, a couple episodes here and there oh that's awesome yeah so I'm, I'm gonna go with for, so the, so my Marvel pick Jean Grey yep. my DC pick I'm gonna go with Satana yep Jamie nice. uh, I'm going to pick for my Marvel pick Rogue Ah, oh, good choice, Sugar. Such a good I love her so yeah. much. Speaking of another couple that we always want to see together, yes. right. Gambit and Rogue. Are they together right now? They are together the... right now, okay. I believe. I'm okay. behind a little bit, but I yeah. think they are, which I love. And yeah, Rogue has always been, from the moment I very first saw the X-Men cartoon back in the day, she's always been up there on top of my list. So yeah. I love her, love her powers. She's kind of a tragic character because mm-hmm. of her powers. And right. yeah, she's just... Started off as a villain. Yes, yeah. yeah. And yep. she she's just complicated and awesome i love her so much yeah, and no, she's beautiful yeah, yeah. No, she's awesome <laughs> there's like a, a scene in uh, i think it was x-men 25 the hell no the hellfire gala mm-hmm. where when she uh, realizes that believes all the mutants are dead and just her face in that scene mm-hmm. was so powerful yeah i yeah. agree with that uh such a good character yeah all right, and, and I guess your... it's me again. Okay, yes. so um, let's see here. I'm going to do Snot Girl for okay. Indy because um, it's just so much fun. She's no. a mm-hmm. hilarious, creative character. Is she have, does she have powers or is she just She like, does not have powers. She just has allergies. She's a, she is a, um influencer. Oh, okay. So she's a very pa- like very popular, popular influencer. And uh, she's that's sort of her thing is like everything, anything that's the most popular. And she competes with the most popular people. And she's hilarious because she's always got snot dripping out and of her And it's nose. like a uh, lot of snot 
Yeah, actually, her name is Lottie. That's funny. Her actual name is oh, Lottie. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. and so it's yeah. I mean, it, it's not in every. It's not in every panel, but in every Does she issue. Like the potty. <laughs> Lottie, Lottie, she likes to party. She don't cause she no does. trouble for anybody. She doesn't but... bother nobody. Yeah. No, Amazing. but she's R. she's R. great. So, yeah, good pick. Was that Thank Digital you. Underground? Yeah, I think was it no, 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 it sounded no. like Digital Underground, but I don't think it, it was. Did. I think our versions of it sounded like Humpty. <laughs> yeah. So for my independent pick, I'm going to go with... And by the way, they're yeah. all independent females, right? Oh, strong. strong independent ladies. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Vampirella. Oh. And the reason I say that is because you're talking about the original Bad Girl, right? This is like yep. 1969, 1970. Yeah. So there wasn't a lot of uh, kind of Bad Girls before her. You know, then you had the whole craze in the nineties with like Lady Death, Purgatory, mm-hmm. Witchblade, kind of the bad girl craze. Yep. So Vampirella is kinda of like the grandmother of uh keeping it old school for you, Shipley. Thank she's you. She's kinda of like the grandmother of the uh the bad girl craze. And she's still kinda of mm-hmm. relevant, right? Like uh, Dynamite does a lot of Vampirella oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, the, the stuff still sells. Uh so I I think um just for the, the cultural significance and the historical significance, I'm I'm gonna pick Vampirella. That's a good pick. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people forget that she came out back in that era. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like the late 60s, early 70s. Well, I think Fred Daly talked about her, yes. didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. My Marvel character, hopefully I'll get some more jeers from the crew here, as they <laughs> say, uh, Kitty Pride. Oh. No! Yes! Son of a... <laughs> Look at that. Right. Shit, please. <laughs> Have we ever had where somebody walked off of an episode? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate you. The heart and the soul of the X-Men for so many years. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, she continues just to be a, a wonderful character. And now she's taking a bit of a darker turn, leaning on her uh, assassin roots being right. raised by Wolverine. Uh, she's carrying uh, a lot of burden on her shoulders right now. But uh, just what a wonderful character. Always. Always. Yeah. Such a cool character. Uh, her pirate era. Mm, yeah. Making me so happy. Yeah, yeah. It was so I, fun. I just love Pride. And I one of the see. first uh, Jewish character, female Jewish characters oh, yeah, in comics. Yeah, that's yeah. True. yeah, yeah. And if anybody hasn't seen, I mentioned this before. I know, but Pride of the X Men. It's an old school mm-hmm. uh, animated pilot. We watched it recently. We did. It's, no. it's great. I think you mentioned this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is on YouTube. You can find it right on YouTube. Pride oh. of the X Men. It's the first day that she joins X Men. She's like fourteen. It is that back in that era. Uh, she was the original wide-eyed human-related character that you right. can you know, live through her vicariously through the audience. So, uh, yeah, I highly recommend that. Also, she and comes with a, Lockheed. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Yes, Lockheed is... It was so weird in that... Uh, like a baby dragon. New Mutants movie where they gave they gave the dragon to Magique, and I was so angry about it. I was like, that is not... You're right, you're right. Yeah. It should be Kitty Pryde's. Magic has Lockheed in the New Mutants movie? Yes. What? I know, Kitty Pryde. Uh, and then also that classic X-Men cover. Yes. Welcome to yes. the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Hope you... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so my first pick is going to be my independent character, and I am going to pick a character that has such a cool look from The Walking Dead, Michonne. Ooh, nice. Oh, nice. Good one. Bringing it uh, modern. I like Really it. good one, yeah. 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 Just a fantastic, just a fantastic character. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm excited to see because, like, they're, they're going to do in January, I believe, the Rick and Michonne spinoff of The Walking Dead. That's right. Because both uh, actors left the show before they left in a, a sinking ship. Yeah, years ago. Uh, but so far, these spinoffs, like the Negan, Meg, Maggie, and the Daryl Dixon one, mm-hmm. have been decent. I think focusing it on one character right. has really helped the help the show so yeah i'm excited for that and my last pick so i can do a wild card i now, think right? we're all down to the wild card so we are let's, rem- let's remind everybody who your who your picks are on who you got uh thus far i have catwoman mary jane and michonne okay mm-hmm. um and for my last pick i am going to go she hulk oh, nice good choice uh one of my favorite books 
when I was a young man mm-hmm. was the John Byrne uh, She-Hulk. I yeah. thought, like, I my sense of humor, right. I think a lot of it, because I just thought it was so cool that she broke the fourth wall. That's right. Uh, mm-hmm. She would rip down the approved by the comics code. Right. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was hysterical, Loved and I like... She's one of those kind of undercoverly, like, so, some of the best writers and mm-hmm. artists have worked on her books. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. The Mark Wade run was good. The Dan Slott run is good. Dan Slott run's great. Uh, the new one by Rainbow... Rainbow Row. Yeah. Which, uh, Speaking of female craters. Oh yeah. 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 But yeah, She Hulk is just such a such a good character, and she had a bit there in the last ten years where I think they were really ruining her character with some of the arcs they put her in, mm-hmm. which is why I'm really appreciative of the Rainbow's run because she's brought back the She Hulk that I like. Right. Yeah. Mike. Well, so far, I'm going to recap. Uh, my DC character was Death of the Endless. My Marvel character was Kitty Pride. Mm-hmm. My indie pick was Baroness. And my wild card is going to be Talia Al Ghul. Ooh. Oh, very important. Oh, thanks, thanks. Very, very important character in the background for so many years. Um, complicated. Complicated. Yeah. She's why Damien is like he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of history between those two. And, and the stories that she's always associated with are always very serious stories. Mm-hmm. So I, I think she has a lot of lineage and heritage. So that, that's my wild card Talia Al Ghul mm-hmm. that's a good nice. pick it's one of those characters that I don't know why DC doesn't do more with mm-hmm. well she's always in the background somewhere yeah so for my picks my Marvel pick I went with Jean Grey specifically Dark Phoenix Jean Grey yep but could be any Jean Grey yeah <laughs> uh, my DC pick I went with um, Zaytana yep trying to get some revenge for the Justice League <laughs> <laughs> and then my independent pick was Vampirella yep. because of the uh, the significance and my wild card pick I think I think I'm gonna go back to Marvel and I think I'm going to pick the mother of Marvel, Sue Storm. Oh, nice. classic. Nice. Yeah, because, I mean, she's really kind of the, uh, what you, most people consider to be like the first female Marvel superhero, I guess. And, you know, and she's always had kind of the maternal aspect as far as being kind of the, the mother character of this family, this kind of dysfunctional family. Kind of the glue. Kind yeah. of the glue. Yeah. And, and then and it's really cool because whereas when we were kids, she was just kind of known as the Invisible Woman. Yep. And that was like her whole thing, you know, just that was it. Just And now they've really, the writers have really amped up her powers. Yes. And it turns out she's actually the most powerful of the four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, with her force field abilities. Uh, so it's kind of cool to see, you know, someone that's kind of has grown up with the, the female empowerment movement and the character you've seen kind of progress along with that. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. to, to the point where now she is kind of like, like the you know the most powerful Fantastic Four member. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, yeah. You know, they've never cheapened her out. I don't remember like a TNA Sue Storm era. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean there've been a few revealing outfits, but nothing. No. Yeah, nothing, nothing that feels too crazy. Yeah, that yeah. feels exploitative. Yeah, the only exploitative I could think of is maybe when they started hinting that her and Namor were cheating on Reed. Yeah, there was, but, <laughs> but Namor's a home wrecker, dude. Yeah. You yeah. can't trust that guy. Um, but no, the uh, what they're doing right now with her and Ryan Noth's uh, current run on Fantastic Four mm-hmm. has been really, really cool. Oh, yeah. Like watching new ways of her using her powers. Yeah. Jamie. Last pick. Uh, so to recap mine, mm-hmm. I have picked Wonder Woman from DC and nice. Rogue from Marvel. Beautiful. Snot Girl from Image. And uh, for my final pick, I'm going to go back to Marvel as well and go with Mystique. Ooh. Ah, good pick. Speaking of wild cards. Yeah, no kidding. One of my favorite villains ever. Another complicated character. Yeah, mm-hmm. very. Yeah. yeah, great character. So cool, and I think like they're going to do it, and I don't know if it's November, December, but they're doing an X-Men Blue book where they're finally going to reveal Nightcrawler's origin com- uh, yeah. with Mystique. Really? Oh, yeah. wow, cool. Yeah. Okay. 
But Mystique is, she's got that really cool look. Yeah. I like the little skull that she has on her mm-hmm. forehead. And she has got the skull belt. Yep. Yeah. She's yep. devious. What a devious Very character. devious. Yeah. That's but also, a, like, really true to her self. Yes. She's yeah. really, like, defensive of her values and mm-hmm. beliefs and That's true. her her people, you know. Right. Yeah. She's worked well as a villain and a hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just like the only well, the only other person I could think of that I, I can't believe nobody picked on their list was Emma Frost. Magneto? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, no. Emma Frost. That's yeah. a good one, too. But no, Mystique is awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. What a list. Very, I think it's going to be hard to pick. Yeah, that's yeah. tricky. Who's going to win here? I don't think I'm going to win because nobody else knows who's not girl is. <laughs> hey, don't. They may swing the whole thing in your favor. Yeah, maybe. Everybody I mean, may you yeah. have some bangers. I do. Wonder yes, Woman, I do. Wonder Woman's... Rogue, and Mystique. Yeah. And by the way, growing up, I always thought it was Rouge Rouge. <laughs> until, they, until they finally put her on the cartoon. <laughs> Somehow um, that does not surprise me. No. <laughs> but that's so crazy is there's so many cool female characters because we could have had like... Emma Frost, we could have yeah. done Jubilee, yeah. Captain oh, yeah. Marvel, yeah. Yeah. Miss Marvel. There's so many good ones. Yeah. Hawk Girl. Um, Poison Hawk Ivy. Girl. Har- nobody said Harley Quinn. Harley oh, Quinn. That's wow. insane. Yeah. She was she was on, uh, it was either her or Harley Quinn, Mystique or Harley Quinn for yeah. my last pick. And I went with Mystique because oh, I love her. Betsy Braddock. Betsy Braddock mm-hmm. would have been great. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many cool. Black Widow. So There's too many. Scarlet yeah. Witch. Electra. Mm. Mm. Storm. Okay, draft is over. <laughs> Enchantress. <laughs> Lady Sif. Spider Woman. <laughs> uh, Batgirl, anyone? Hello. Yeah. Polaris. Polaris. Dazzler. <sighs> We're all going to be thinking about oh, Dazzler yeah. next year when Taylor Ma- Swift Magic. shows up. Tay Tay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's a, that was a fun draft. It yeah, really it was. was. I have no idea who's going to win it. I really don't. I think we all have strong Who's picks. judging this one? The, the people. Oh, we the, the, we the let people. the people speak. The people. Yeah. The people. Okay. Yes. okay. So we'll put it up uh, probably Thursday because uh, the day this episode comes up, we usually do Book of the Week and um, the podcast. So we'll put this up uh, Thursday. We mm-hmm. need a name for your customers, your guests, week after week. Oh, like a kind of a cool, like a, like a clubhouse yeah. name. Yeah, yeah we yeah, need yeah. that. Let's, let's workshop that. Yeah, we'll see. If anybody has any ideas, maybe they can post them or maybe they can hmm. uh, come in the store and then let me know. But something along the lines of yeah, like a uh, like the Diamond Dogs or something. <laughs> <laughs> you guys never watched Ted Lasso, did you? No. Oh, oh the Diamond Dogs. Diamond great. Dogs. If once you watch Ted Lasso, you're gonna think back to this. And you'll episode, laugh. And you'll chuckle. Um, <laughs> before we do Book of the Weeks, you had a question from. Oh, oh we did. We had a uh, a listener question. Love it. Always love the listener questions mm-hmm. from Stephen. Old Steve. Yeah, and Steve had a he had a question. He wanted to know: Is there any way that can he, and it, it pains me to say this. <laughs> say it. <laughs> he wanted to know if there's any way possible. So like, like Ron's got his arms crossed right now. Look, it's so smug. <laughs> so smug. So he wanted to know if there's any way possible he could subscribe in his pool file to Ryan's picks huh. on the podcast. He said that. What? He said like the last maybe three picks that Ron had made when we do our picks of the week that he had picked up and uh, he seemed to uh, him and ron share the same taste i guess oddly oh, enough <laughs> first yeah. off phenomenal question uh, <laughs> but no, i think if anybody listens and you want to just put any of our picks of the week in your folder just send a message to comics exchange and we can definitely do that and like anything if you do if you do a subscription you get 20 percent off of the issue that's right and if you end up not digging it Mm-hmm. Um, you can unsubscribe, right? And Ryan will pay for it. 
this. Correct. No, I'll not do that. <laughs> uh, very generous, Ryan. Because we don't hold anybody to like you have very to be generous. on this for like a few months. No. Like we, because uh, no. we do that a lot. Like um, recently, I tried a new book. I did the first issue, did not like it, dropped it. I think you guys did the same with a recent book. I'm not going to say the book because I don't want to like. I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, about. yeah. But yeah, but I think that's a. I think that's awesome. Yeah, if you want to be subscribed to our books of the week, just let us let Bill know. Don't let me know. Well, I just want to. Is nobody wanting to subscribe to Bill's picks of the week? Mike's yeah. picks of the week? I mean, what's going on here? Suck. I mean, yeah. this is well, yeah. slightly, slightly <laughs> insulted, but okay. Yeah. So, Stephen, I'm excited to tell you what your next mm. favorite book is going to be. Yes. The New Punisher. Oh, all right. Oh. They're kind of like putting Frank Castle. It's, like own hiatus for right now. It's not Frank Castle anymore, right? It's not Frank Castle. It's I think an ex Shield agent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, he's going to have kind of like the same storyline of Frank Castle before Aaron kind of twisted Twist. it around a little bit. Yeah. But I think it looks cool. Yeah. Um, I like the suit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like again, it's like one of those books where I'm going to read the first issue. Mm-hmm. I like the last Jason Aaron run and the Matthew Rosenberg Punisher before it. Right. I feel weird now because I have pressure on me because of Steven. <laughs> three for three, Ron. Don't yeah. drop the ball. That's awesome. Mike. I am extremely excited about a book that is more than meets the eye coming out this week. Transformers number two. Absolutely love the first one. Of course, we both love the creator, Daniel Warren Johnson. Mm-hmm. I think he was both of our. Book of the Year last year? Yeah, Power, Power, Power Bomb, Bomb, which yeah. I, I did get from you. You did recommend that, and I did love it, so you're on a roll. Happy yeah. flowers. But, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, I love the, the new Transformers direction, the Energon universe, everything they're doing. Uh, something that the, that franchise has always struggled with was quality. There's a mm-hmm. lot of great ideas and outlines and ideas, but it, it's always been hard to get creators to really nail it on the page and make it excellent and i really feel like that's what's happening right now it's a good invention reinvention rather of a, of a solid idea under new modern creators and uh, can't recommend it highly enough and the art is so kinetic so kinetic his, his artwork is always about that movement and flow and i was a little worried because you know dealing with the transformers they're very angular they're mm-hmm. very straight edges a lot of uh, a lot of 90 degree angles and his art is usually not about that but he is just absolutely nailing it i love it and he is not scared to do things in that book because there was like oh, one yeah. scene in oh, issue yes, one yes. Oh, that yeah. kind of shocked me that yeah, that was shocking. happening and uh, he'll uh, maybe let Optimus Prime uh, suplex somebody give him a clothesline a couple yeah. wrestling moves in there. <laughs> the one thing I'm going to be kind of curious about this and the uh, Void Rivals since they're both ongoing mm-hmm. is do they have like um, guest artists lined yeah. up you'd think are they going to take like little breaks after story arcs I wonder hmm. we'll see because both books, Void Rivals and Transformers, are both fantastic. Yeah, Void mm-hmm. Rivals, uh, the fifth one, I believe, just came out, and all five are good. And, you know, there's Transformers cameos in it, but even without that, it's just a strong, strong book. Yep. Uh, Bill. So for my pick of the week... Um, now, Stephen, you can just, you know, it's 50-50 shot that you're going to like this. This is, this is up in the air. <laughs> and uh, Ron probably won't like it because I'm going old school again. But I'm going to pick... Uh, the What If uh, Dark Tomb of Dracula. Oh. oh! So the What If Dark series has been a series of What If stories, but they all kind of have like darker endings. Like I'm not gonna say depressing, but they don't end in kind of a traditional uh, feel feel good, happy go lucky. Yep. Um, so this one they they do a, a new origin for Blade, which is pretty creative. Oh, that's awesome! You huh. get to see yeah, you get to see Blade um, teamed up. I guess as he's kind of formed like a. Uh, Along with Mina Harker's dad. Which just um, is kind of neat because the co-creator of Blade is writing this. Correct. So it's written by Marv Wolfman, which was uh, the key draw for me was to kind of see like, you know, 
some writers, you know, that the voices hold up. Sometimes they don't. Marv's holds up completely, especially on Blade. Yeah. Um, the art even has kind of like that throwback look, like kind of like the '70s Gene Colan style uh, Tomb of Dracula. Um, so if you're just looking for, and it's a one shot. So if you're just looking for something just to kind of come in, it's one book, you're one and done. You want to read a cool Blade story, like a, with a different twist, something you hadn't read before. Uh, what if uh, Blade Tomb of Dracula? Hmm. Yeah, just because That's Halloween's cool. over doesn't mean you don't you can't That's right. scary. Stuff. It can be, Hall- <laughs> can be Halloween t- uh, year round. Yep. Jamie. So um, I haven't been on the show in a very long time, and I don't know when I'll be on again. Oh, so makes me sad. I'm picking a book from last week mm-hmm. that I just read the other day, and it's Wonder Woman number two. Oh, it's a great choice. So the good. Wonder Woman, the the new Wonder Woman run is uh, Tom King, which mm-hmm. I am just blown away by his writing Wonder Woman. All I right. loved him on. Um, what was he doing before Batman? Was Bat- it the Batman? Run of Batman. He did, that, um, did he do uh, Nightwing at some yeah, point? He did yeah, the okay. Spy Nightwing, so I've, lo- I've loved mm-hmm. all of that, and um, then the artist is Daniel Sampier, which I, I'm not really familiar with him before now. Beautiful, beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, literally, I was crying from happiness the right. whole time I was reading that second issue because right. it's exactly what I want from Wonder Woman. It's the writing and the art is absolutely 100 percent what mm-hmm. I want to see from a Wonder Woman book and it's just amazing. Yeah. I can't recommend it enough. And that oh. bridging style that they used in the second issue yeah. was perfect. Yeah. It was perfect. It now was my, perfect. My Wonder Woman sales have about tripled. Really? Tripled. Yeah. Wow. Almost nice. tripled. That's yeah. awesome. How's the um now for people who want to know cuz I know at the back of Wonder Woman number 2 there's like a sneak peek of Amazon's attack. There is. And I actually read that um for I read that and then I read the Amazon's attack. Okay. And I really enjoyed it. I really Do you think enjoyed it, it. You need to read Amazon's Attack to enjoy the Wonder Woman. Or is no, it just a nice. Little... It's a completely separate story. Okay, completely separate story. But it's it's really good too, though. Yeah, I don't think anyone really knew what to expect coming out of a Tom King Wonder Woman, but man, right. nailing it. Yeah, yeah, totally nailing it. So yeah, I love it's it. been so long since he's done like a um, ongoing book because mm-hmm. he's usually been just doing twelve issues and he bounces. Strange Adventures, uh, Mister Miracle. His uh, Penguin is really good right now, too. If you enjoy uh, Gotham crime stuff, fantastic. So Wonder Woman sales have tripled since Tom King came on? Yes, yes, easily. So good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Recommendations. Recommendations. Oh, we got a song now? That's exciting. (laughs) Recommendations. It's kind of catchy. Mine is Gran Turismo, the movie. Really? Oh, you were talking Uh, about this. I was surprised because, okay, so the storyline is basically... Uh, kids play Gran Turismo, and mm-hmm. Gran Turismo is so realistic that they believe they can that kids can go from playing hundreds of hours of Gran Turismo to racing an actual race car. So they do this. This is like early two, uh, 2010, 2011. Nissan does a contest where some kid that plays Gran Turismo is given a license and is able to join like uh, European racing. Right. And it does. It's a good, feel-good movie. It's also got the whole story of this kid coming from nothing and getting to become a racer, getting to fulfill his dreams. Uh-huh. And uh, it's directed by Neil Blomkoff, who did like oh, District, District Nine, Nine. Oh. and the racing sequences mm-hmm. are so good. Mm-hmm. And they do a little of embellishment, of course. But I did look afterwards, and a lot of the big points of this, the guy that it's about, his storyline is captured in this movie. So mm-hmm. it's it's got embellishment like like uh the sheriff from Stranger Things plays like his mentor and I don't think that's a real character, um, a real person, but 
I was surprised with how good it is the racing mm. sequences are phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this in defense of that concept. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the very first Gran Turismo in the second one when they came out. Huge fan. PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. And I've always said playing that original Gran Turismo made me a better driver. It really did. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have like some driving instructor. I didn't take any classes or whatever. I just got behind the wheel and drove. And that game literally made me a better driver. Yeah. I'm confident in that. But they do a lot of the Gran Turismo. You get the sound effects from right. the games. You get the the first, third, fourth place, like over the cars. Oh, that's fun. Uh, the first 20 minutes, I thought, okay, this is just a commercial for Gran Turismo. Because mm. Orlando Bloom's like, there's nothing better than Gran Turismo. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, calm down, Legolas. He's drilling. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it, it really surprised me. Uh, Mike. I'm going to follow suit with a, a movie recommendation, something that we were watching in the spirit of Halloween. It's a movie I've seen, good Lord, at this point, probably 10 times, but mm-hmm. it is one of Nick Cage's very, very first films, Vampire's Kiss. Oh. Really? Yes, I absolutely love that movie. I don't know if I've seen that. It's oh a my gosh. wild card. I know it's a cult classic. Oh, what is the premise? Okay, well, I'm going to spoil a little bit of the plot because it's not it's not obfuscated. There's a little bit of a gray area, but I think go ahead and spelling it out will, will help people get some enjoyment out of the movie if you haven't seen it. it's There's not a vampire in the movie. Right. Nick oh. Cage is playing a, just a stressed out New York businessman, and he thinks he's turning into a vampire, uh, but he's not. He is utterly convinced. It's, it's, it's black comedy. I mean, it's hilarious, but it's also kind of sad in a way. It, it's just a picture of a man just losing his mind, thinking he's becoming a vampire. But it's very early Nick Cage, so it's incredibly entertaining. Uh, just hilarious from start to finish. So funny. And I had never seen it, so I was cackling the whole time. It was just hilarious. Yeah. Very quotable, too. To lots of quotes it, yeah. in it. And it holds up really well. It does. Yeah. Where's it streaming? All over the place. It's free on most services. Okay, I think awesome. we saw it on Amazon Prime, if I'm not mistaken, but it might okay. even be on YouTube. Yeah, Perfect. probably. Bill. So, I'm going to uh, kick it old school. I'm going to recommend, so when I was a kid, I used to look for anything that had like references to uh, comic book characters or um, comic book storylines. And I remember when the movie... Crimson Tide came out, uh, directed by Tony Scott, R.I.P. I remember watching the movie and being blown away first by the acting because it's got Denzel Washington, um, Gene Hackman, uh, James Gandolfini, Viggo Mortensen. Like the cast is just it's insane. But specifically, there's a scene that I recall where these two, I guess they're I guess they're operators for like the submarine. So the premise is the they're there's a United States submarine and it's a nuclear submarine and they think that the Russians have launched their nuclear missiles. They've got a, a, a communications that come through and they need to launch their missiles in retaliation. But Denzel Washington's not sure they need to release the missiles yet. He's not sure that the communication's valid. Nerve wracking. Nerve wracking. So, but there's two submarine uh, operators who get in this fight about whether or not Stanley and Jack Kirby's Silver Surfer is the true Silver Surfer, oh. or whether or not Mobius's Silver Surfer is the true Silver Surfer. Like, they're going at it, and Denzel comes over and says, what are you fighting about? And he says, well, he goes, Private Johnson seems to think that Mobius's Silver Surfer is the true Silver Surfer, but I, I argue that Jack Kirby's Silver Surfer is the real Silver Surfer. And so Denzel kind of calms the two guys down, because they're, they're, they're cooped up in the submarine for six months, and tensions are high. And then he gets Private Johnson to the side. He goes, listen, Private Johnson... You and I both know that Jack Kirby Silver Surfer is the one and true only Silver Surfer. <laughs> you know, he kind of, and I remember thinking this is the coolest scene I've ever seen in a movie because they're 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 just they're talking just like how how any of us would talk, you know, around uh, uh, if we were in a submarine. That's fantastic. And, uh, so yeah, yeah. So if you get a chance, um, and later on I come to find out 
that scene and a couple other scenes in the movie were actually written by Quentin Tarantino because he had been called in to script doctor on Crimson Tide what? to kind of punch up the script. Wow. And so, uh, and when you go back and you watch that scene, it's specific, the dialogue, it stands out as Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. I mean, you can obviously see it. On that point, much like Brian Michael Bendis, uh, I do think Tarantino is largely responsible for movement in Hollywood to where people talk more like normal people, much like Bendis did for comic characters. So, Absolutely. When you say punching up that script, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. Yeah. And Jamie. I'm going to recommend What We Do in the Shadows. We just finished the most recent season right before Halloween. Nice. Okay. And we dressed up as two of the characters from that show for a Halloween party that we went to. It just is, all, all five seasons are hilarious. It yeah. is one of the funniest shows I've ever watched. Mm, and the characters are hilarious and ridiculous and yeah. it's just really funny and the premise is it's based on it's like a, do- a mockumentary about a house of vampires that live in new york city and they're all very old vampires so they they're still like in a long ago era and they're just they've got great accents and they're just really funny so, in and Island the reason now, i want yeah. to recommend the, the reason i want to recommend that show is because when um we were we had gotten our costumes together and i was all excited about it I was going around asking everybody that I was running into, all my coworkers and stuff like that, like, have you seen what we do in the shadows? And everybody's like, no. And so then I'm like, well, huh. I don't have anything to talk about then because I was going to tell them all about our costumes or whatever <laughs> yeah. or show them the picture from Halloween and nobody knew what I was talking oh. about. So if you have not watched that show, go it's watch so it. so good. Seriously. Uh, my favorite episode is season three where they go to Atlantic City. Oh, and, oh yeah, uh, and uh, Nandor gets obsessed with the Big Bang Theory, which he thinks is based off a slot machine. He's watching on television. He's played a slot machine, a uh, Big Bang Theory, I see. and he believes the TV show the TV is show. based off that. Um, and then there's a. I'm I'm not current. I'm in season four, the episode where the men go hunting. Oh yeah, and uh, Guillermo has his family over. Uh, it's such a great show. It is. It's a great yeah. show. And Matthew Matt Berry. Is a oh, freaking treasure. Genius. Mm-hmm. He really is. Yep. Is that who you went as? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Okay. Laszlo Cravensworth. <laughs> <laughs> and you were Nadja. And I was Nadja. Thank you for having us at your human Halloween party. <laughs> and the voice. It's oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> we practice the voices. <laughs> well, this has been a strong episode. Yes. This has been an independent episode. Yes. <laughs> I this it. has been chock full of estrogen. And I would <laughs> like to thank our special guest, Jamie Skull, for being here two times uh, club now. Thanks, Jamie. Thank it will not you. be as long for the third time. I hope not. I love it here. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up here and carry on with our various activities for the evening, which is going to include food for me. Uh, I'm Mike D. I, it's only nine o'clock. How is this possible? <laughs> daylight saving. I hate it. We did it, guys. We saved the daylight. Oh, I'm Ryan. And I'm Bill. Thanks for listening. I'm Jamie. Thanks for listening. (laughs) All right. And we'll see you in the funny books. Bye. Bye.